like I said, you just got to go simpler and easier. Because really, if you think about it, his love is easy. So why wouldn't a relationship with him be easy? So uh, to go into scripture, to get into it, uh, at the end of Exodus 31, you have, to paint you a picture, you have Moses who was just on uh, Mount Sinai. In 34, it tells you why. I have no idea that three chapters later they tell you what was happening to him. I don't know. that We'll have to ask him later. Um, but three chapters later, it tells you he was there for 40 days and 40 nights, and he was currently getting the Ten Commandments. That's what was happening to Moses. Moses had just rescued the, the Israelites from Egypt, and so, you know, they were doing good, right? So what happened? Let's read in Exodus 32, the Amplified Classic Version, starting with verse 1. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, they gathered together Aaron and said to him, Up, make us gods to go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So he's gone. Forty days, forty nights. They're like, where the heck is this man gone? He just rescued us. Where's he at? What? Did he abandon us? I mean, we've all been there with God, right? We're going through a season. We're like, did he abandon us? Where was he at? So let's keep going. So Aaron replied, take the gold rings from the ears of your wives, your sons and daughters, and bring them to me. Next. So all the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. Next. And he received the gold at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made it a molten calf. And they said, these are your gods, O Israel, which you brought up out of the land of Egypt. What? And when Aaron saw the molten calf, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. Pause. Aaron, who was Moses' right-hand man, right? Remember Aaron. Aaron was the home dude who uh, had to speak for Moses because Moses was kind of like me and liked to argue and be stubborn and tell him no and like to say, Well, I got a stutter, so who, 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 I can't really do it. And so he said, Well, here's Aaron. Now you ain't got an excuse. Just like Gigi said, you ain't got an excuse. This is your day. So uh, here we go. Verse 6. And they rose up early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Seven. The Lord said to Moses, go down for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. Eight. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, O Israel, that you brought up out of the land of Egypt. I mean, I didn't want to go back to six, but okay. Um, So, um, I know how hard it is working back there, so it's okay. I have grace. Um, uh, So, there, Moses on the mountain, Mount Sinai, right? And then you got the Israelites going a little bit crazy, and they were like, you know what? Our pastor, our link to God, left us, so what do we do? We don't know how to have a relationship with God by ourselves, so let's, let's, let's make a cow. I mean, I'm not, cows are cool and all, but I don't get why the cow was the one they chose, but it's whatever. Uh... And so they make a cow, and they worship it. They give offerings to it. They do everything that we're supposed to be doing for God, right? They're giving their time, their money, because gold is money, 
and their effort all to a cow. And, um, and then God is like, wait, hold up. First off, he was busy with Moses showing him his glory. I mean, I just like to think of it as funny because Moses got to see his booty. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> you couldn't you could have just let him see your hip or something. No, we're like, get it. So it's whatever. But, um, and so the, but the moment that their link left them, they got confused. They had no idea what to do. They, they, but back in that time, they weren't allowed to have the relationship we have, that we're allowed to have. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit, which has given us the ability to be able to step into the throne room. Because you have that authority, you have that right to step into the throne room and boldly say, because if you know your identity, you know that you can boldly say, this is who I am, this is what I have, this is what he said about me and what I have in store for me. And so um, they didn't have that ability, but you do. So now we're going to get into how to simplify your relationship with him. Uh, so where were we at? Okay, so uh, the question is, how to always sit at the feet of Jesus no matter what season you're in? Because uh, we all go through crazy seasons. We go through where we're super busy, or we go through seasons where we're just uh, sitting at home, like me sometimes, and doing nothing, but I'm not doing nothing. But you could be doing nothing, or you could be going through a season of complete heartbreak and heartache, um, or just trials and tribulations, and everything is coming at you from left and right, and the enemy is pouring all of his attacks on you, a.k.a. you got something big on your life, so he's going to attack you the most. Um, and so... Uh, the easiest way to incorporate or to, to get him into your day-to-day life is to just incorporate him into your day. That's it. Shame has taught us that if we don't sit down and read our Bible for five hours or five years in one day, somehow that's supposed to happen. If you, you don't read your Bible every single day, religion has said, well, then you don't have a relationship with God. You don't, that, that you're just not doing it right. And for a long time, I battled that. I was like, man, I'm not a good Christian. I cannot be speaking to these students whenever I can't force myself to read. But then I was like, but if I sit down and read, most of the time I would sit down and I would half read it. You know what I mean? I'd read it and I'm like just skimming it. But all these thoughts in my head are happening and I have no idea what I just read. And he doesn't deserve that. And so I got to where I would stop because I'm like, well, you don't deserve that. So I'm just not going to do it. Well, that wasn't okay. So I had to figure out the balance. I had to figure out what will work. And so um, the the key to it is you just, he wants to have a relationship with you, a real, genuine, healthy relationship with you. And your relationship with him is going to look 100% different than my relationship with him. So all the tips and tricks that I may give you tonight may not work for you. It may not work because my relationship with him is related to my seasons, my time that I'm currently in, what he has given me grace to be able to do. And so your relationship is going to look 100% different than our pastors as well. They're in a different season than you're in. You're not the pastor. So your, your season is going to look different. Um, but just 
In the same, your relationship, you can compare it for him, just like you have relationship with him. You have relationship with people, right? And your relationship with people look different. My relationship with Matthew is going to look 100% different than anybody else, right? He's supposed to be my best friend, so I'm supposed to tell him everything. So my relationship with my mom (laughs) is going to be different than my relationship with my dad because that's just how it is, right? And so... um, Just same for you. Your relationships are going to be different. And in those relationships, typically, you want to do things to please that person. If it's a healthy relationship, you want to do things to make them happy. You will want to do things in your best ability to keep them uh, from hurting. Because if you love them the way Jesus told you to love them, you're not going to want them to hurt. You're not going to want to see them in pain. You're going to want them to experience joy just like you are, right? And so... um, the same thing goes for your relationship with God. But how do we bring joy to God? I mean, it's in his DNA to constantly give to you, right? It's who he is. If you read his word, it's everywhere in the Bible that he is just always giving. And in fact, when you give back to him, he gives more. So um, how do you give? How do you give to him? And I'm not going to give you an offering message. That's not me. I don't don't do money. There's times where I've counted the move money when we've done fundraisers, and I've given it to the counting room, and they're like, you counted that wrong. What? I counted like five times. I promise. Like, what do you mean? So I don't know. Uh, So no, I'm not giving you an offering message. Yes, that's part of it. Giving, you can give your money. You can do that. We, money's great. It helps. Uh, But that's not where we're going here. But Like I said, giving is in his DNA, and so it's on us to give back. And this looks like a variety of ways, and this is where religion has stepped in and told you what it's supposed to look like. But religion, church, wasn't supposed to tell you what it's supposed to look like. I'm not going to tell you what yours is supposed to look like. You and God, when you have that relationship, just like I know what each friendship that I have, what they're going to need out of a friendship with me. Some people may need more one-on-one time with me and for me to uh, console them regularly. Or some friendships may need me to just kind of be, hang out with them. Uh, just They know that I'm here if they need me, but that that's the relationship I have, right? So um, worship, obviously, is one of the best ways and the easiest ways for you to give some time with him, to spend some time with him. Um, I have two questions here, and it says, are you giving your all to him during worship? When you are worshiping him, are you just like, yeah, Jesus, I hear those lyrics. They're good, and I'm praising because everybody else is doing it because I don't want to look crazy. Or are you doing it because you're not scared to look a fool because he gave his son's life for you, and so he deserves nothing more than your best. But yet, he went beyond giving his son... And he gives more to you every day. More and more. So, like, it's just, are you giving your all to him? Because he gave his all to you. And he continuously does. And then the second question is, is are you worshiping on your own time? That Sunday and Wednesday worship is great. Uh, That I mean, it is one of the best times to worship because you got your corporate happening like there's people with you supporting you you can feel more power in that because you have the holy spirit really in it so but if you're doing it at home if i'm being honest that's when i feel him speak to me the most whenever i will 
put my earbud in because that is my tip. If you are a stay-at-home mom like me or you're busy and you're able to do it, if you just put an earbud in, uh, I will have almost every single time I have my earbud in, I will have worship music, some kind of message or a podcast or an audiobook because I love audiobooks so I can just listen to it and go. I am incorporating him into my day because he called me to be a mom to my children. So he's going to honor this season that I am in because he told me to raise my children. He told me to take care of my house. I'm being a good steward over what I have, but I'm also incorporating him into my time because that's what I'm supposed to do because he's supposed to have a relationship with me and I with him. And so continuously, I'll find that whenever I do have my worship or my uh, books or whatever on in my ears, uh, I will uh, end up praying throughout that because I'll hear something say, or like I'm worshiping, and I'm like, man, that's good. Let me go ahead and get in the spirit on that one. Or uh, if listening to a book um, and they'll say something like, man, that spoke really good. My favorite thing to do is have a notebook on my counter so that I can go run to it and write it down. I ain't gonna lie, when I was writing these notes down the other day, I had to text my mom and I was like, you remember when you made me write all those notes? My hand felt like that when I was done writing these notes. My hand like wanted to fall. I couldn't, I mean, it's only a few pages, but I felt, my hand felt dead. So, uh, but I always have a notebook ready to go whenever I step in and I'm ready to hear. And so uh, a lot, even if I just spoke to him and he might not have spoke back that day, I still wrote down some key points that came and happened that I felt. And so um, can you hear me my water, please? Then the one of the biggest things that the church, not this church, because Pastor Paul don't have time for religion in this church. So if you have religion, bye. Um, so, but... The church as a whole has made you to feel like studying the word, uh, like I already said, is, is you have to sit down for an hour. You have to have your prayer closet. I don't have space for a prayer closet. I don't have the room for that. Um, so I don't even have a prayer closet, so I can't even go that far into it. But if you do, that's fine. That's you. That's where your season's at. Um, but I don't even have that. So go you. If I can borrow it sometime, whenever I have free time, I'd like it. Um, but my, my tip for you is if you don't have the time or you don't have the energy or you're like me and really just can't bring yourself to really want to spend the time to read chapters in the Bible because some of it, I mean, he's cool and all and I love him and he knows I do, but it's boring sometimes. I'm being real. I mean, Leviticus, for real? Like, okay. Um, but... My tip for you is in those seasons when you just don't have that that time to um, have a scripture you're studying on then, that you're chewing on. You're, like right now, currently for me, um, it's Psalm 33, 4. For God's word is something to sing about. He is true to his word. No, he's true to his promises. His word can be trusted and everything he does is reliable and right. And so when there's moments when the enemy has to try to come at me, I'm like, no, no. Uh, he's, he's good. He's a promise keeper. So you can't say that to me. So, um, if you're not in your word, that is the one thing. That's why the church did bring it up the way they did is because if you're not in your word, the enemy has more, uh, I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but he has more of the ability to be able to attack you because you don't know how to attack back. 
Because if you look back in the scripture where Jesus was tempted, uh, because he was man, if you didn't know, he was man, and he was tempted, and how did he combat him? With the word. And so if, if Jesus had to, don't you think you should? And so in those seasons, whatever you're going through, whether you feel like you have the time to read, at least have a scripture ready for that season. So, uh, yeah, my, 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 my simplest answer, because this is a really simple message, all you have to do to have a relationship, a healthy relationship with him, is incorporate him in your day. And he honors the seasons you're in. Um, like I already said, is I don't, by the time my head hits the pillow, I just want to shut down. I don't have time. I don't know if you're one of those who can sit down and pray, lay down and pray. I'll go to sleep. I will, I can't talk to him at night. That's not happening. I will go to sleep on him. And then I wake up feeling guilty because I, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that one. That was on me. But I am constantly running around all day chasing kids. And um, now I got one in school. So now I'm having to make time to go take her to school and make time to clean the house and then go back and get her from school. And then, yeah, it's it's fun. I hate Carline. Y'all weren't kidding about that one. So um, I already told you about that one. And so... Uh, he gives you grace when you don't feel like putting more into it. That's the wrong word to say it, but you get where I'm going with. You don't feel like um, you don't have the energy, the time to actually give in. But if you were incorporating him in your day, like the ways that I already said to, um, it wouldn't matter by the end of the day if you didn't set aside time with him because you did spend time with him. You just didn't spend real time with him. It doesn't matter because you still did. Um, But he has grace. If you haven't been spending time with him, you haven't been giving him one-on-one time, um, this is where the unhealthy part of the relationship comes in. If you haven't been with him the way you feel like you should be, because you know, you can feel it. Your spirit man will tell you. You'll feel yucky. You'll feel nasty. You'll feel like something. Like usually I'll feel like something's eating at me, and then that's when shame will kick in. And God doesn't give shame, so I know that was the enemy talking about it. And then I got to repent because then the conviction will kick in because I knew I didn't spend time with him. And so um, then if that is you, that's where you've been. You didn't do what you ain't supposed to be doing, if I said that right. Um, All you have to do is just start. It's so easy. Like, we, we overcomplicate it. Or I, me, maybe not you, me. I will sit there and I'm like, ah, I didn't, I didn't talk to him yesterday. Or I didn't talk to him at all today. And I know I'm not going to do it at night. So I'm not going to try. Because it'll be, it won't be the right way if I do it before I go to bed. And so, um, and I can't do it first thing in the morning. I'm not a morning person. Don't talk to me. Alyssa wakes up first thing in the morning. She's ready to go. And I'm like, can you stop? I just need to breathe. And she just wakes up. Right, so is this Matthew. She gets it from him. If 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 you don't, if you're not a youth, you wouldn't know this. But he does this to them at camp, and like they have one year where he uh, he apparently was blaring uh, Spanish Hillsong and banging on the doors and like wake up, wake up. I'm like they came and told me about us. I'm sorry. That's why I'm not with him. I'm glad. I'm glad that he's not with me this morning. Um, so, <laughs> Spanish Hillsong, like of all the music. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. And so the girls got to witness it at camp. Like, I'll like because we stayed in a hotel this past summer. I'll go to the curtain. I'm like, okay, it's time to get up. And then I go lay back down because I'm still not ready. <laughs> we just have to get up somehow. Will it? Um, and so. But just like a relationship with someone, with an actual person, um, when you haven't had contact with them in a while, it's going to be awkward for the first couple of times you try to talk to them or spend time with them because you're like, am I doing this right? Is this, uh, do you hear me? Or are we good? Are we really good? Um, but after a while, it becomes easy, just like every other relationship does. It becomes easy. And it's just... A relationship with him is just so easy. We just overcomplicate it. We overcomplicate it. And don't sit here and go, well, now I got to do all three of these things that she just listed out today. And if I'm not doing that, well, I'm not, I don't have it. I don't do all three of those all day. I don't have the time. That's a lot of time. I mean, it's 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 good if I can remember my earbud in sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, these kids are loud. I will turn my TV up on worship music and just walk away for a minute because they, they're crazy. Uh, so uh, I'll make sure we get. And the beauty of having a healthy relationship with God is when we make more time about him, when you do start to step in and you bring, you incorporate him into your day, the beauty of a relationship with him, when you make more time about him, he begins to move things on your behalf and make more time about you. And so if you have been having a hard time finding your identity, as we've been talking about it the past five weeks, if you've been like, man, I don't think I've heard him. I don't really know who I am or whose I am or what my calling is or what my purpose is. If that's you, you probably haven't been incorporating him in your day. You probably haven't been spending time with him. You probably only came on Sundays and Wednesdays and thought that was enough. So if you haven't heard from him... They're over here moving their toes. Uh, sorry. Uh, and so if you haven't been spending time with him, your spirit man knows it because when you come on Sundays and Wednesdays, you're like, why didn't he feed me? Where were you? I thought you were supposed to move during worship. Everybody else was into it. The ones who were into it probably incorporating him into their days. Um, and so if you feel like you haven't heard him in these five-week series, that, and we've got four more, four more weeks to go. Go ahead and start. Bring him into your day. That's all he wants. If, think about your relationships, your friendships that you have. You just want them to make you a part of their day. You want to be known. You want to be heard. He already hears you. He already knows you. He created you. So, therefore, it's on you to do what you've got to do. And that's all I have. That's it? Yeah. I was told to pray. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Worship is my favorite way to in, to. Oh, I ain't singing. Y'all don't want to hear me sing. Y'all don't want to hear me sing. Uh. Uh. uh so if that has been you and you feel like you, uh, 
don't have the relationship you want to have, or you feel like God is telling you your relationship ain't right, you just got to tweak a few things that you could do better about some things, you should come up here. Because the altar is the best place to burn it. That's what it was made for. It's the best place to lay it down and let it go. And so if that is you and you want a healthier relationship, today it starts. All you have to do is start. You take a step. Then you take another step. And then by the time you know it, you're here. That's how I got saved. Uh, the, uh, the song How He Loves had come out. And I lived with years and years of anger. And I just wanted to release it. And when the love of God hit me, it it just moved. And all I knew is my hand was up. And they said, come on down. I was like, holy crap, I'm walking. Oh, and so that's all it is. You just step. You take it. You move. And he's already there waiting like you never were gone. And so the offering is the offering. The altar is here. You come on down now. Father, I thank you that as these people step forward and they step up and they're ready to hear from you tonight and get a revelation of what a healthy relationship with you looks like. I pray that you download it into their spirit and you let them know who you are and what you can do. Father, reveal them to you, reveal yourself to them on a deeper and more intimate level. Make them a lover of your word and a lover of your presence. Father, let them know who you are. Father, let them know who they are. Father, that you have called them to do big things and greater things. Father, you told us we're going to do greater things than Jesus, so where's it at? Father, I thank you that you are calling them to step forward. And from this day forward, there is a fire burning in their belly. That sitting on the sidelines and just an unhealthy relationship won't be enough anymore. Father, I thank you that you are more than enough. And you have so much grace and forgiveness that no matter how far gone they think they are, you've already taken care of it. And you just want them to take the step. In Jesus' name, amen.